What's up, everybody? A very good Thursday evening to you all. Welcome back to Murph's Turf. This is episode 17. Happy to have you all back once again. Thank you so much for liking, sharing, subscribing as we grow this this wonderful, wonderful podcast that I enjoy doing every week for you all. Not really sure where we're going to go this week. Um, last week we recorded on September the 10th. And um, after I was done recording, I, I, I felt kind of funny that I didn't really address um, September 11th. Um, which, uh, as you all know, was uh, marks the date of the worst attack on the United States Um <laughs> the worst attack on U.S. soil, basically, in uh, in history. And um, a terrible day for everybody. Um, certainly uh, anybody that lives in the United States and anybody that lives in New York, um, Washington, D.C., Shanksville, Pennsylvania. Um, so I felt kind of funny not, not talking about 9-11, although I recorded on the 10th, so... Let's be fair, but uh, I feel like I want to tell tell the story of um, you know everyone. <laughs> I guess this is kind of like uh, you know everybody always like tells the story like where they were on September eleventh, and uh, I don't know. I think I owe it to all twenty eight of you, <laughs> however many uh, viewers I have these days or listeners I have. Um, so I was thinking about it, and maybe I'll, you know, I'd like to tell my story of where I was on uh, on September 11th, um, if you'll engage me. So, you know, forget the tone of this pod. Maybe it'll be a little bit more, a little bit more somber, a little bit more um, serious, and not as lighthearted as uh, past uh, podcasts. Um, but if you'll engage me, um, I'd like to tell you about my experience and where I was on September 11th. So September 11th, 2001, um, man, a long time ago, but I have to tell you, it, it, it sort of in a, in a weird way feels like, uh, like it wasn't that long ago. Um, (laughs) I'm saying it's a long time ago because now I'm 40 back then I was 21 (laughs) <laughs> so, I mean, we're talking 19 years. 19 years is a very, very long time. Um, 19 years, like, that's, uh, that's an incredible, incredibly long period of time. It's almost two decades. Next year um, will be the 20th anniversary of the attacks of September 11th. And, uh, man... Uh, I can remember it like it happened uh, five five minutes ago, to be honest with you. Um, so I was 21 years old at the, at the time. I was a flight instructor, and I was working for a flight school located uh, in, you know, eastern Long Island. And uh, at that time, I had probably been instructing for, I don't know, I'll say a year, something like that, maybe less than that. But uh, it doesn't matter how long I was instructing for. I was a flight instructor. Um, 
I had a lesson that morning with a student. Um, you know, my students ranged from, you know, high school students to, um, you know, people my age, I'm 40 now, and people older than that, uh, men, women, etc. It doesn't matter. I had, a, I had a, a diverse group of students. I don't remember who I was teaching that day. It doesn't matter. But I had a lesson. Let's just say um, my lesson was at uh, 8 o'clock that morning. I'm not sure. Maybe it was 8.30. Anyway, um, when a student has a lesson, they come up, they, they show up to the airport, they, uh, they pre-flight the aircraft. Um, usually there'll be a, a, a briefing, we'll just say, uh, between myself, the instructor, and the student about um, what we're going to do that day, um, what, uh, what maneuvers we're going to practice. Uh, maybe we're going to fly to uh, a controlled airport, work on our ATC communications, uh, whatever the case may be. Uh, the lessons are usually an hour to an hour and a half in uh, duration as far as, uh, you know, how much time you actually spend um, in the aircraft. And they'll usually be, you know, let's just say a 15 minute to uh, maybe a half hour uh, briefing slash debriefing um, after the lesson has concluded. So again, 19 years ago, not sure if the lesson started at 8 or 8.30, whatever the case was, I do remember, as everybody does on September 11th, anybody that was in um, the Northeast, we'll just say the Northeastern United States, you all probably remember um, what an incredibly beautiful day it was that day on September 11th. Um, The sky was like cobalt blue not a cloud in the sky. You couldn't see the sky. <laughs> I mean, it was so clear that, you know, when I went flying, it was one of those days where I could see the skyline of New York City um, from where I was uh, on Long Island. And, and we're talking about, let's let's just say about 60 miles away from uh, New York City. Um, and on this particular day, I wasn't really thinking about looking at the skyline of New York City, uh, which is kind of weird because on this day, the skyline of New York City would be um, forever changed, of course, um, you know, due to what uh, what transpired on that day. Um, but I, But I wasn't thinking about any of that. It was, to me, it was a Tuesday in September. It was a Tuesday in September. I'm going flying with a student. Um, I do remember that we were flying off the south uh, shore of Long Island, um, close to the airport where, you know, where we were based at. So we took off, and most likely we were just doing maneuvers. The student was probably training for their private pilot's license, so we're just doing like basic, you know, airmanship type of of uh, maneuvers. You know, the four fundamentals of flight. Turns, climbs, descents, straight and level flight, um, etc. Um, maybe some slow flight, uh, aerodynamic stalls, um, simulated engine failures. I know that I'm getting very dorky here, but these are honestly the, uh, the type of things that you learn um, when you're first learning how to fly. So if memory serves me correctly, that's most likely what I was doing with this student. Uh, so we go through our lesson 
beautiful day, cool, crisp, late summer, early fall air mass, not a cloud in the sky, unlimited flight visibility. You know, we're only up, say, three, 4,000 feet above the ground as we're uh, conducting this uh, lesson, but, you know, still, you can see easily, <laughs> easily 60 miles or more. Um, so I could see New York City. If I looked west, I could see the skyline of New York City from where I was. Um, but again, I wasn't thinking about that. Uh, you know, wasn't really thinking about it. It's, it's, it's hard for me to, uh, articulate why I wasn't really thinking about it, but it, it's just, you know, it's just something that you take for granted. And, uh, for whatever reason, I, I don't know. I went and did my thing, did my lesson and, um, we went back into the airport and we landed and we're tying the airplane down and a friend of mine, a fellow flight instructor, a close friend of mine, his name is Chris, um, a guy that we uh, that I went to college with, actually a guy that I work with now, him and I uh, both work together at the same airline. Um, so Chris comes running out to the, to the plane as myself and, and the student are uh, tying the plane down. And he says, he says, Murph, did, did you hear what happened? And like, <laughs> he's saying it a little bit more animated than that I'm saying it right now. You know, he's, <laughs> he runs out and he's like, he basically tells me like, dude, like two planes just crashed into the World Trade Center in New York City. Like, like just now. And honestly, I don't know if it was my, my dumb 21-year-old brain or I don't know, the fact that, uh, you know, Chris and I goof around a little bit or, you know, we're like, I'm a college guy. All my friends, you know, and I, that's what we do. College kids, they goof off. They goof around. Now, as a pilot, as a professional pilot, which he was and I was, still am, we still are, <laughs> um, you know, the analytical part of my brain is thinking, how on earth could two airplanes, two, not one, but two, crash into the World Trade Center? How could two airplanes crash into a building, two buildings, um, on a clear blue sky day? as it was on September 11th. So I'm, I'm thinking that, you know, my initial reaction, my initial thought was that somehow, some way, my buddy's pulling my leg. And I told him that. I'm like, dude, you know, come on. What are you, what are you talking about? There's no way that happened. So he says what any, anybody would say, like, like, what are you talking about, man? I'm not making this up. Like, this is this is a real thing. I'm not making it up. Let's go inside and let's let's turn on the TV. Let's turn on the uh, radio. Let's let's find out what's going on. So we go inside. We go inside to the uh, the hangar at the airport, and uh, we're listening to the radio. And sure enough, <laughs> that's all that they're talking about. Two airplanes, airliners, as the news media would report. Um, 
struck the World Trade Center um, in what appeared to be, at that time, clearly, a coordinated uh, attack on New York City using aircraft um, as weapons and, and deliberately flying those aircraft uh, into buildings. Nobody knew at the time those aircraft were hijacked by terrorists um, from the Al-Qaeda uh, terrorist organization, of course. Um, and I'll tell you, as we're listening to that radio um, that day, now it's probably about 9.30 that morning, let's say 9.35. Um, and I believe this was right around the time when the, uh, when the aircraft, uh, the next aircraft was crashed into the uh, Pentagon in uh, Washington, D.C. And uh, we kind of heard that happen live. You know, or, or we heard it, you know, the breaking news uh, reported on the radio as we were listening to it that morning in the hangar. <sighs> and, uh, man, uh, I'll tell you, to this day, it's, it's still one of the scariest days of my life. Easily one of the scariest days of my life. And, um, you know, what I know now, um, obviously 19, 19 years later, uh, compared to what I know then, um, you know, during the course of my flight lesson, um, not only were both towers of the World Trade Center struck by aircraft, but, uh, you know, the entire airspace in the United States was uh, effectively shut, shut down. Um, I don't recall exactly what time that occurred, um, but it was probably in progress while, um, you know, the, uh, you know, while the waning moments of my flight lesson were taking place. Um, now it just so happened that I was operating in, uh, what we call uncontrolled airspace, um, you know, in a, in a, in a practice area, just doing maneuvers off the Southern uh, coast of Long Island. So I was not affected by the airspace, uh, shutdown. Um, but, uh, regardless, uh, it's crazy to think back on, you know, what we know now compared to what I knew then, uh, while these events were taking place. But, uh, anyway, um, like I said, I got back, uh, got back to the airport, tied the aircraft down, went inside to the hangar. Um, I don't even think we had a TV available for us to uh, to turn on the news, so we turned on uh, news radio, and um, you know that was <laughs> that was somewhat common nineteen years ago to uh, listen to news radio, um, and you know so. The news that my friend Chris had told me about was confirmed. Two aircraft had struck the World Trade Center, um, both towers on the World Trade Center. Um, another aircraft had crashed into the Pentagon in uh, Washington, D.C. And, you know, it's clear, it, you know, it became clear very quickly that something terrible was going on, something coordinated and something... Uh, I don't even know if this is the right word, but like something apocalyptic is taking place. 
Um, now, my father, my father was a New York City firefighter at the time. Um, my father had been a New York City firefighter since uh, I was about uh, one year old. <laughs> so at that time, my father had about 20 years um, time with the, New York, with the New York City Fire Department, um, the FDNY. And so knowing where my father worked at that time, uh, his firehouse was about 10 minutes from, uh, you know, the World Trade Center um, in that part of New York City. And I couldn't remember if he was working that day or not. Um, so I called the house and, uh, you know, I spoke to my father and uh, obviously, you know, he wasn't working. And, uh, you know, he, uh, I asked him what was going on and he told me that uh, he would he would have to go to work. Obviously that uh, everybody... Everybody um, with the FDNY was being called into work, was being called to uh, to service, and um, this is kind of hard for me to uh, articulate once again. But uh, I didn't want him to go. <laughs> I did not want him to go. for quite obvious reasons. Um, I didn't know what was happening. I didn't really understand what was taking place. I, I've never, like, you know, myself, along with so many countless other people, um, had never experienced anything like, like this in our entire lives. I mean, the United States of America, the most powerful nation in the world, was actively under attack right then and there. And so when I called my father from my flight school and he told me that he was ordered to go to work, I didn't want him to go. And he said, you know, Tom, I have to go. I have to go to work. I have no choice. I have to go. And I told him to wait for me. I said, I'm coming home now. I said, I'm leaving the flight school and I'm coming home now. Because I want to see you before you, have, before you have to go to work. I want to see you. And that's what I did. I uh, left the flight school. Um, it's probably about a 20-mile drive from, uh, from where my flight school was to where I lived at the time. And... Um, I wasn't driving slow. <laughs> um, and I'll tell you that uh, I knew for a fact that there was not going to be any uh, any police officers um, enforcing cars speeding <laughs> um, on highways because I knew that, you know, the, the, the magnitude of how serious this was uh, basically... Uh, dictated that every single law enforcement agency um, 
certainly in New York State, but probably um, in the whole country, in the United States of America, was being placed on high alert. All of these law enforcement agencies were being placed on high alert. Um, all of these uh, police officers, uh, etc., cetera, um, first responders were being called into action in one, one way or another. So I knew that I could get home rapidly, <laughs> uh, which is exactly what I did. And um, when I got home, I uh, had a conversation with my father um, who was, uh, you know, getting ready to leave the house to head to work when I got home. When I got home, it was probably about, uh, I don't know, I'll say 10.15 that morning, maybe 10.30. You know, so now at this time on September 11th, uh, both towers of the World Trade Center have, have fallen. Uh, the Pentagon has been uh, attacked by an aircraft, a hijacked aircraft. And uh, the fourth hijacked aircraft um, has been overtaken by um, several heroes. I'll say heroes because, uh, you know, they overtook the terrorists that were piloting that aircraft and and these brave brave americans um forced that aircraft to the ground in a in a rural area in pennsylvania a town by the name of uh, shanksville pennsylvania and uh all this stuff had had been happening by this point in the morning but uh i didn't know any of it was going on <laughs> i got home and all I wanted to do was uh, was see my father before he had to go to work. And I'll tell you, I was scared to death. Um, and I, I, I didn't want him to go to work. I knew that he had to go, but I did not want him to go. And that day was the first day uh, that I cried in front of my father. Like a man. I cried in front of him. And I say cried like a man. I what I mean by that is, you know, I, I wasn't crying over a skinned knee, or uh, you know, I fell off my bike, or uh, you know, I wasn't crying like, uh, you know, like a like a kid beat me up in school, or uh, a girl didn't want to go out with me. I was crying because I was afraid. I was crying because I was afraid for my father to go to work. That was a really tough day for me. Yeah, I said goodbye to my father, and uh, and I thank uh, I thank God that uh, <laughs> I thank God that my father was off that day, for one. But uh, I thank God that <sighs> that he uh, watched out for my father, that he protected my father. Um, incredibly scary day. As that day wore on, I um, I was just glued to the television set, and uh, you know, it was just uh, one of those days where you, you you honestly did not know if the attacks were over. You know, four airplanes were hijacked, and at a certain point, 
the entire national airspace system was shut down by the FAA. And NORAD and the United States and the DOD and the military and etc. And man, what a scary, scary day. People always say, never forget. Never forget the events of, of uh, September 11th. I certainly will not ever, ever forget. Um, so I know the tone of this podcast was really, uh, really serious tonight and, uh, you know, kind of somber, but uh, I think what, what I can take out of this and, and what most people can take, uh, take out of this is, um, you know, really what I just said to never forget, never forget, uh, what happened to the United States on that day. Never forget that we were attacked. Never forget the bravery of the first responders that, uh, were called to action that day. Never forget the bravery of the people that, uh, you know, the civilians that day that um, helped people, helped rescue people from the World Trade Center, from the Pentagon. Never forget the bravery of um, the people on board United Flight 93. Uh, the aircraft that uh, crash-landed in uh, Shanksville, Pennsylvania, uh, an aircraft that uh, it was speculated was was bound for uh, potentially another, another target in uh, Washington, D.C., perhaps the White House. Uh, you know, we don't know, or I don't know. <sighs> Never forget the heroism. Never forget how the United States and, uh, and the people of the United States came together after 9-11. Um, it, was, uh, it was an incredible time in U.S. history. And uh, like I said, I, I know the tone tonight was uh, real serious and uh, somber. And, uh, you know, I was having a, a, a bit of a hard time uh, articulating... Uh, you know, how I wanted to tell the story, but, uh, here we are. Um, I felt like I, uh, needed to, uh, talk about this a little bit because I didn't get a chance to uh, talk about it, uh, last week. Um, but anyway, that's, uh, I think we're going to leave it there for this week. Um, with the Marsh Turf Pod, um, you guys know what, what the email address is. Send those emails out. Um, I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you um, hearing my story of where I was tonight. Um, <laughs> not where I was tonight, where I was 19 years ago during the events of, of uh, September 11th. Um, and uh, yeah, that's all I can really say about it. Um, I love you all. I hope you have a great weekend and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Good night.